His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. And live in Paris, France, as we speak, is our general manager, Alan Henderson, and Nellene, his wife, in a taxi cab on your way to the airport now? That's right. We're on our way to Charles, Charles de Gaulle Airport. And we're driving through Paris, which is a very busy place. In the shadow of the Eiffel Tower right now, right? You just showed us. Yes, we just we just drove by it. We were up on it uh, about an hour ago. It's a beautiful day. There's not a cloud in the sky, and the temperature is uh, cool and refreshing. It's it's just about perfect. Now there's a reason why Alan and Nellene are in Paris right now. That's right. I uh, through the uh, My Heritage DNA. Uh, I discovered I had a, a brother in France, so we've spent this past week with my brother and his family, and we've had a wonderful time. We went to Normandy, where my dad came in uh, on the D-Day assault to Omaha Beach, and uh, we went to the memorial there. They had a beautiful flag ceremony, and it was just really a very special time for our family to be together. Alan, just minutes ago, you had to say goodbye to your newfound brother and his family. How was that experience? Uh, it was very sad. Everybody was crying and um, just, you know, very emotional because the time went by so fast and, and it just we did so much in a sh- short period of time. But uh, we, we hope we'll, we'll stay in touch and be able to meet again in the near, uh, not too near a different future. Sorry, this little bumpy in here right now. Not too. Yeah, it's a little bumpy in this cab. Sorry. That's okay. Now we're going to go through the arch. We're getting ready to go through the arch. That's the arch of Triumph. Yeah, we're getting getting ready to drive right through it. Oh no way! Can you show us? Yeah, when we get up here. Can you tell I'm living vicariously through you right now? This is so exciting. Can you see? Can you see? Oh my goodness! It's a little bright, but. Maybe when I go to the sideways, it was a little sun there. We're at a stoplight right now, getting ready to go on in there. Yeah, we're connected up to Alan Henderson, our general manager, uh, with Skype. So you'll see this on his radio TV coming up in a bit on Apple TV, Roku, and hisradio.com. But he's he's been going through a journey of his life right now. And now you've been sharing some pictures of all the pastries and bread and cheese. Oh, I've been so jealous. <laughs> Paris is all about bread and cheese. Did yeah, you bring any back for us? Uh, no, I don't. They probably wouldn't let it let it go to the airport. But, oh. But it, every even even at a, a place to stop on the road or a truck stop, they have pastries. They always have pastries and delicious cheeses. Now, I'd like to go back when you first got to meet your brother for the very first time this week. What was that like for you? Oh, it, it was amazing. Uh, we, uh, of course, had so many press cameras there. It was unbelievable. I want to turn this around. You see the, uh, the uh, see that? Oh, wow. He's showing us the Lac de Triomphe. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. And, uh, I, yeah, we, we certainly need to work on our our friends but yeah meeting him and the family for the first time was so uh, exciting he was so excited he's been searching his whole life for his family and you didn't and even know awesome he existed until this year like several weeks ago it was like three weeks ago I, right august the 11th is when i i got the email from my heritage and found out that i had a, another uh, an older brother and then we shared pictures and we really knew we were brothers 
Yeah, you look so much alike. So what what are you bringing back to your normal life now that you've had this experience in France? Well, it's it's a whole new life, and uh, you know, it's changed our lives forever with uh, with our family here, and they they're such sweet, wonderful people, and did so much for us. So it just gives you a new perspective, makes the world a lot smaller place. Sure does. Alan is going to hop on a plane with Nellene. He and his sister and his wife are headed to New York City, where they're going to be on what show, Alan? We are going to be on Fox and Friends. Friday morning. I don't know exactly what time, but that's the the plan right now is sometime during their morning show. I'm sitting my v, uh, DVR now. Yes. That's so great. Alan, we are so happy for you being able to follow this journey along with you. If you missed any of our time with Alan, you'll see a lot of it on our website at hisradio.com. The His Radio TV app, Roku and Apple TV. Quite an amazing journey that Alan, his wife, sister, and new brother have just had. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Pastor Matthew Drake is from Richland United Methodist Church, and he comes from a very long line of first responders in his family. So naturally, when a disaster hits, he's like there with his family. Well, he just showed up on a tweet last Friday from a CBS correspondent. He was carrying a soaked kitten through the rain in Jacksonville, North Carolina, where the floodwaters were really getting bad because of Hurricane Florence. Well, he and his team from the church have been rescuing pets and people from the flooded streets in Jacksonville, North Carolina, and he's getting a lot of attention for rescuing all these animals. Pastor Drake is getting so much so uh, that all these news organizations are coming up to him. And you can tell this guy is just a simple man. I'm just a guy with a cool Jeep and a boat. I'm just a guy with a cool Jeep and a boat. <laughs> That's all he said as he's going around. He's got a jet ski that he's going around in, saving some people, along with his uh, boat and his Jeep. And so many people are so, so grateful for him, especially for just seeing some stranded animals on rooftops and in windows and going to get them and putting them on higher ground. I want a Jeep, a really cool Jeep. Maybe if I agree to rescue people someday, my husband yeah. will agree to it. That'll be it. I have a uh, Jeep. It's just not a cool one. It's just a Jeep Grinch. Dude, any Jeep is cool. Okay, well, it's not it's the cool kind one. you can take the doors off, right? You can. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while. You need tools to do it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Pastor Drake, you are amazing. Thank you for doing what you're doing to help people and rescuing those animals from the floodwaters. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Is a chain breaker today. It's Rob, Allison, and Jim, his morning crew on his radio. Boy, hearing that song and then understanding the fact that t- today's theme for See at the Pole is broken, I think is pretty awesome. 800 447 7234. Phil is along with us. Got a question about See at the Pole? Hey, I was just uh, wanting to double check. Is this the uh, the number that we also text the See you at the Pole pictures? To? Absolutely. You can text them right to this very same number, 800 447 7234. So, where were you? Uh, I was with my kids at High Point Academy in Spartanburg. How was it? It was great. It was a great turnout. It was student-led, of course. Uh, students, uh, the um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes were leading worship, and all the students led uh, the prayer as well. So it was all. Awesome. That is awesome. I'm glad you called, Phil. We're getting a lot of texts that are coming in, too. Candace says, my son's school didn't have a CU at the poll meeting organized today, so we arranged our own. We had six other people meet up with us last minute. It was awesome. 
And, and Amy said, I attended the very first CU at the Pole when I was in high school. I'm so glad my kids can make it a part of their high school memories as well. Beth also texted us some pictures. Her son, Joey, at Crosswell Elementary School, they were the only ones at CU at the Pole. Oh, they were. But hey, small but mighty, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's making a statement. Yeah. Proud of you guys for doing that around the flagpole. Reverend Stansel is along with us. What about you, Rev? I just wanted to pass on that we had 18 this morning at McKissick Elementary in uh, East South Carolina for CU at the Pole. And it was just a blessed event with the wonderful young people and just wanted to thank the members of the Good News Club that organized uh, this local event and all of those that took place uh, all across the nation and across the world. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Love seeing your pictures and your texts this morning on what happened at the school that your kids and that you went to this morning at 800-447-7234. Reverend Mike says, what a wonderful day at McKissick Elementary School in Easley. We had 18 at CU at the Pole. Thanks to those of the Good News Club who helped organize the event. What a blessing to see young people praising God. Samantha, she says, due to being a bus driver, I'm not able to join the others at the flagpole. So I hold our own CU at the pole. I have prayer with my students on the bus. No the way. Little flag. She sent a picture of that. That is cool. Okay, I love that. Jean is along with us, too. What's going on, Jean? My husband, Nick, and I have been going every year to Augusta Circle with our grandchildren. Every year it has only been, uh, so far, our my husband and I are not two grandchildren, but this year the word got spread around, and we had 25 this morning at Augusta Circle Elementary School for CU at the Pole. What did that mean to you to see so many more people after all those years? Well, I tell you, we, my husband and I were determined to go, and we had no idea before we got there. We, our daughter had helped us spread the word around a little bit, but we did not actually know before we got there today how many would be there. And it was amazing. It was just like, oh my goodness. And it was wonderful. And so God blessed, and uh, it was it was an exciting time. We were so glad the raindrops held off. Oh. So I wanted to, I heard another um, testimony of a elementary school where it was just a, a parent maybe and a child. But if they just hang in there, the word will get spread around. Rob, Allison, and Jim. We believe for kids that are standing around the flagpole and choosing to stand firm and say, you know what? We believe in God and we're going to pray about it today. We actually, th this is so cool. We heard from Susan. She sent in this of these students that are around the flagpole where they are at Stanley Middle. Check this out. Worship. I love that. Way to go, Stanley Middle School. Shout out to you guys for doing what you're doing. And we had a text from Leanne. It says, our numbers continue to grow each year. Claxton, Georgia, Claxton Middle, and Claxton High. Glory be to God. Thankful for the Evans County Christian Learning Center for organizing this annual event. Good for them. I love that. We're hearing from more and more people that said, you know what? We saw people around the flagpole today. Didn't even know what it was, and it's see you at the pole. I don't know if you know the theme, but it's broken this year. And Ephesians 3.14 is the scripture that they're leaning on, which is when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. 
That's the theme for this year. See the poll. And I love the theme that it's broken because, boy, do we need to be broken before God, especially in this day and age with see you at the poll. Yeah, we're seeing groups of hundreds and groups of two. So it, it all matters to God and he hears all of those prayers. So mornings with Rob, Allison and Jim. Stacy Caldwell is a music teacher. She's done that for years, but one student really stood out for his ability to play the bucket drum. drum is it's literally a five gallon bucket like you'd get at Home Depot or Lowe's his name is Elijah he told his teacher that he plays the drums at church and he had a drum set but two years ago they burned in a house fire he also told his teacher that he's never had a professional lesson so Stacy told the young man that she was so impressed by the kindness that he shows to others and she wanted to bless him with a gift. So she surprised him with a new drum set. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Thank you. Oh, well, you know what? We had a lot of people that wanted to get help get new drums. He's also going to get an electronic drum set, as long as his grandma says it's okay. Uh-huh. A practice pad and some drum books. And his teacher just said, we all believe in you, and we want you to have the tools you need to be successful. How touching. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. We'll probably be playing him in some group uh, in a few years. Yes, at this rate, absolutely. He's got a lot of talent. So much talent. You could hear just when him hitting a five-gallon bucket, and now he's got that whole drum kit again. Yeah, it's a nice-looking set, too. I want it. I cannot have it, Jim. It's for that young man. All right. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. We're four days into fall. I've already made chili, pumpkin bread, pot pie soup last night. It was really good. I put out my pumpkins. My son, Sammy's been doing pumpkin crafts. Hung up my leaf garland on the fireplace. So when I'm inside my home, I can pretend it's fall. But we all know as soon as we step outside, it's like, it's still summer. Yeah, forget it, right? What is the deal? Well, there's this viral video on Facebook. It's highlighting what fall in the South is really like. And it shows this woman pulling out all her pumpkin spice. She's decorating with gourds, lighting her candles, wearing a sweater and a scarf. (laughs) But when she goes outside, she immediately breaks into a sweat. And you can hear like the crickets, you know, the sound of summer. And there's other guys that are like sweaty in their shorts and t-shirts walking by. And they're like, why are you wearing a sweater and a scarf? (laughs) so sad. I know. (sighs) It's a Southern thing. It is a Southern thing. We just got to wait a little longer, I guess. Hmm, I get a little chilly thinking about it. Well, at least the mornings are cool enough. But it does get pretty blazing hot in the afternoon for this time of the year. Yeah, and in my house where the air conditionings aren't working. That's <laughs> still? Hey, back off. No, we're, we're getting con- there. We're concerned. Oh, okay. Yeah, still. Aww. I'm sorry. Yeah, so maybe it does good. feel cool outside to you. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. Rob, Allison, and Jim. How old were you when you first crushed the national anthem at a professional sporting event? Three months. Oh, uh, I was a week. 
Well, Malia Emma, she was only seven. Just a young lady, but that didn't stop her from nailing the national anthem at a match between the LA Galaxy and the Seattle Sounders. Seven, right? <laughs> seven. What? She's only seven. She's three foot nine. This dynamo also acts. She has an agent. You may have seen her in a progressive insurance commercial. Okay. She's also in a Jeep commercial. She's just a little ray of sunshine. And her parents, they, they say they don't know where this is going, but they just want to give her as many opportunities as possible. And she nailed that. I know. Oh, my word. All those riffs and the growl in there. I know. The fireworks go off after yeah, that. Yeah, the crowd went wild. She set them <laughs> off just by her voice, man. I'm assuming she's very shy. Well, she does get nervous. What? Yeah, she gets really nervous, and her dad has to give her a little pep talk and just say, go out there and do your best. Well, and she did. His pep talks work very well. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Lindsay is getting a hold of us today. What's going on, Lindsay? How can we help? My family, my husband was in a car accident in October. He was the primary provider to our family and has a major back injury that he is still receiving treatment from. And my family is literally about to lose everything financially due to this. I've been fighting very, very hard to try to maintain with my income and it's just not enough. And I'm putting my faith in the Lord and I know that the Lord is always on time and this show gets me through it. I listen every morning, but at this point my family really needs a miracle. What's your husband's name, Lindsay? David. We're going to pray for you and David right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we lift Lindsay up to you. And her husband, David, as you already know, was in that horrible car accident and this back injury. And evidently, it's really knocked this family for a loop in what they're going through. And so, God, I pray that David is healed and he can recover quickly so that things can get back to normal and income can start coming into this home that they're used to. And now they're on the verge of losing everything. God, I know that you're a miracle worker. I know that you will provide because the Bible says so. You will supply our need according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And we pray that over Lindsay and David today. Thank you, God, that you're with this family, that you're giving them peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding, and that a miracle is going to take place for this family. And it's going to happen. We're going to stand on your word and believe in that. Father, thank you for giving Lindsay comfort at this very moment. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Ashley wanted to go and visit her mom, so she popped in the car, her SUV. She started driving over when all of a sudden a deer jumped out in front of her as she was driving over there. She steered to get out of its way, lost control of the SUV. She wasn't wearing a seatbelt, so she was thrown out of that SUV as it crashed. She and the SUV was out of sight. She was like behind a tree line, but it was near a lot of traffic. She kept raising her hand to try to get people's attention. Couldn't. I mean, she could see the people. 
she could see the cars that were going by, but that was it. Nobody heard her. Nobody saw her. She was there all night. Then all of a sudden, there was a truck that was driving by, noticed that she was there, literally squealed to a stop, backed up, and started calling 911. There was another guy that stopped, got out of the car, and stayed along with her until EMS came. Then all of a sudden, I hear somebody slam on their brakes. I hear the truck put it in reverse, and he drives back. And I throw my hand down, and I'm just like, thank you, Lord. They're my heroes. And I just want to tell them thank you so much. There are heroes, and there are like angels sent by God. Amazing. Ashley was lying in that chair line with broken bones, a punctured lung, lacerations all over her body. Uh, she lost four pints of blood, so she was incredibly weak. She couldn't, couldn't even crawl to the road. So she's called them her heroes. They're like her angels. They saved her life. She wants to thank them, and she has no idea who they are because as soon as EMS came, they left, and that was it. They knew that she was going to be okay. So hopefully these two men are either listening right now, going, oh, that that was me. She wants to thank you. Or if they watch WYFF, uh, they can connect up so that we can um, get them connected so she can thank you. So where did this happen? It happened uh, in the upstate of South Carolina. Okay, so these guys, somebody listening has got to know these guys because that doesn't happen and, and then you don't tell anybody. Yeah, <laughs> unless they're so humble, they just, it was a no normal day for them. No, I got to imagine that's one of those stories. You're not going to believe what happened to me on the way to work today. <laughs> so you're probably thinking it's me, but through process of elimination, it wasn't me. Okay. No. Was it you, Rob? I would never say. Oh, it might but be it Rob. was not me. No, it was not okay, me. Okay, well, we've eliminated two people. Hey, what so. about me? You weren't a guy. I could have had a baseball cap on. <laughs> she didn't know. That's yeah. True. She is the motherly type. She would go and comfort people. It was so. not me. Okay. So we eliminated three at least. Yeah. And pray for Ashley. She's got some recovery ahead of her, but she is alive. She's going to have a long life ahead. More than just pretty voices. You know, I have living in Florida for 22 years, uh, and Rob, you could testify to this. Uh, I've seen dozens and dozens of alligators up close and personal. You can see one just about every day if you live yeah. in the Central Florida area. I mean, we don't sit down and chat or anything, but I mean, I've actually skied around one once. Normally they go down when ski boats are out, but mm -hmm. this one was kind of like, uh, I don't know. He looked at me and thought, nah, not enough meat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They don't like people. He is a skinny guy. Yeah, whatever. However, since I moved up in, in this area, I've not really seen a gator, though I know they're here. Um, but in Lake Marion, which is in Sumter, these uh, guys were out. It's a season now to hunt gators. You know that, Allison, because you oh, yeah. love hunting gators. Mm -hmm. Well, they're out hunting these gators, and they uh, came across a rather large one. They caught themselves a 12-footer. 12-foot gator, 700 pounds, but you can tell how excited they are. I've always seen gators, but I've never seen them up, up close and personal like that before. We were tired. We were running off not but adrenaline. He was almost as big as a boat. We realized we had something there. I wish they'd calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell they're just country folk. They're just calm as can be. Yeah, we just caught a 12-foot gator. That's a big, big gator, too, dude. Yeah, yeah, even in Florida standards. You know, I think the biggest one I saw was 13 foot, but that was huge. I wrestled him a little, and I got tired, and I stopped. Mm -hmm. What are they going to do? Make some handbags, shoes? Yeah, oh, they're making shoes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you wanting a pair? <laughs> Actually, they're going to split the uh, the meat. Okay. And uh, Christopher, the one guy, is the one uh, one guy. I don't, I don't know which one's Christopher, but he uh, he's going to get the 
the head and mount it. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Keep it as a prize. Yeah, mm -hmm. and talk with it and stuff, you know. Okay, Have it maybe. sing like the bass does. Yes. The mounted bass. Sing it a song. <laughs> well, good going, guys. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Allison was uh, getting me all ready for fall a little while ago, mm. talking about all the pumpkin stuff and everything. So I'm going to push it a little further with the corn maze. The corn maze. Every year, my family and I, we go to this corn maze near us, and it's really huge, and it's got all kinds of festival stuff going on. And uh, You go every year, really? Every year. Have what? you ever gotten lost? Uh, yeah, it takes about a month to get out of there. <laughs> have you ever lost your kids? That's a fear of mine. We had six. Now we only have four kids. <laughs> two of them are gone. Yeah. Oh, well. I don't like those two anyway. Just kidding. <laughs> but there's one in, it's called Strawberry Hills, USA in Spartanburg County. And uh, they have, uh, and the, oh, the corn maze, they're normally cut in some kind of message or some kind of design. Like mm -hmm. uh, the one I went to, they, they, uh, they had one Chick-fil-A one year. I guess Chick-fil-A sponsored it. And uh, another one to Clemson football because uh, they, they like Clemson football. Okay. But this one in uh, Strawberry Hills, USA, they decided to uh, honor the local heroes. We thought it was time that we celebrate these guys that put their lives on the line for us every day. I think she's southern. <laughs> Isn't that cute? It's such a nice farm. They got peaches and cantaloupe and all that kind of stuff. I got to go there because now I'm hungry. So the message they put in the corn maze was what? Well, they put police in there and, and firemen. Just, you know, you got to be. That's uh, cool. You got to be a drone to see it. <laughs> but still, you know it's there. Isn't that cute? And the guy who comes, he I think he does most of them in the area. He's uh, from Maze Quest. He just drives around his tractor with a GPS looking for and following the pattern. Oh, that's pretty cool. I wondered how they did that. Mm. It's all high tech. Yeah. To see him, and he does it before the uh, corn gets too high so you can actually see over it sitting in his tractor. Otherwise, he'll be lost for days. So, that'll be embarrassing. <laughs> this is really cool. Uh, what a neat way to play, pay tribute to our heroes. Yeah. Don't you go to a corn maze? I went once when I was a kid, and it kind of scared me because I got I felt trapped. So you never went back? <laughs> I prefer my corn and rose. Thank you. <laughs> Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Cicely Austin. I think you're going to get to know her name because she's like a superstar at Clemson. She's the executive pastry chef at Clemson University. And she is a superstar, not just because everybody loves her pastries. It's so much more than that. She's gotten so much fame in what she does that now she's on the Food Network. Ooh. How cool is that, huh? She's on season four of Halloween Baking Championship. I didn't even know the show existed. She's along a side with seven other contestants that are on the show. And she just told WYFF what her game plan is. And, and to just sort of focus in and do um, sort of the things that I really am good at doing. My style is probably whimsical, but um, cute at the same time. Whimsical and cute, and she could walk away if she wins with $25,000. Mm. Nice. Cicely, you're always welcome here. Yes, please. <laughs> Can we borrow 20 bucks when you win? Oh, no, I meant for the treats. I didn't, I'm not trying to get her money. <laughs> I am. So the, the first part of the season, number four, begins on Sunday at 1 in the afternoon after church. So you'll be able to see it or hit your DVR if you want to watch it. She can try like new things on us if she wants. Oh, yeah. I'd be her test pilot. Mm -hmm. See how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
reach out to her. I will. Yeah, you're welcome, Cicely, at Carb Central anytime you want to come. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I turn 40 next year, but I'm happy to say I still don't know everything. I learn new things all the time. And when I learned this crazy little factoid the other day, I knew I had to pass it on to you. I had no idea. So we go through a lot of tissues in my house. Sometimes I lovingly call my son Boog because he always has boogers coming out his nose. So um, I don't call him that in public, but... Uh, bug is what I call that. (laughs) (laughs) To his face, okay? So, have you ever noticed that the last few tissues in a box are a weird color? Nope. They're usually kind of yellowish. Jim uses his sleeve, so he's never (laughs) seen... Yeah, I, I don't... Well, I always thought, like, they feel different, they look different. I thought, are these just old because they're at the bottom? But they're not old or anything. It's actually on purpose because they want you to know that you're nearing the end of your box of tissues. Oh, that makes sense. So they made them a different color. Oh, that was nice of them. But why do they make them look old? (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't they have made them a different color? What would you suggest? I don't know. I'm guessing they probably did it because they didn't want to put any dyes or chemicals in it to make them like blue or green. Well, that makes sense. But they just write the end on there. (laughs) I don't know. Last tissue. Yeah, buy more. <laughs> that would be funny, but yeah. So there you go. You learn wow. something new every day. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost 40. My cranium <laughs> has just expanded a little bit more. A mm-hmm. little bit smarter uh, today because of Allie. You need my hat? Mm, sure. 